Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Bearing Souls. I'm today's host and my name is Doris, aka Dodo. I hijacked the podcast and today you're having your one and only CEO, founder, (laughs) owner of Bearing Souls as the guest here today to bear her souls. So hi, Cindy. Welcome to your podcast. (laughs) Hey, guys. My name is Cindy. I'm the official host of Bearing Souls, but today I'm going to be bearing my soul. So I needed a host. Yeah, to dig deep and ask her all the personal questions. So um, today's episode, uh, I just wanted us to kind of take a walk down memory lane and reminisce on your childhood and your growing up and get to know you a little bit more in depth. Uh, We've had the opportunity of hearing you ask other people questions and giving them the opportunity to make their existence in this world more meaningful to other people or help other people. So this is your opportunity to do the same. So we're going to start with an icebreaker. And my question for you is, I want you to describe for me your happy life. Um, And in your description, I want you to help me envision what that looks like for you. Like, what kind of job are you doing? Do you have a family? How are you spending your days? What does that look like for you? I want to first preface this whole episode by saying I feel like I'm not an oversharer. And by the end of this episode, please, I'm not going to be mysterious anymore. Like, everybody's going to know me. I was just thinking that. I said, I was here thinking, like, you know, she's the one, she's just always there quiet and letting everyone else talk their stuff. So now, I don't know. You're not going to be a mystery no more. (laughs) Okay, my happy life. When I first, um, when I think about my happy life, honestly, I just think about, it starts from the mind. For me, at least, I feel like for me, for my life to be officially happy, I feel like it's really peaceful and free, like free from anxiety, free from self-doubt, imposter syndrome, you know, free from the voices in my head, really. And yeah, just not having constant like battles in my mind. But um, like in the real world... (laughs) Oh, my happy life. Obviously, you asked you asked about family and career and all that, right? Yeah. First of all, I, I in my happy life, I don't have a nine to five. At least not for a white man. Or That's... any man. <laughs> I <general>. swear. <laughs> no man. Yeah. Um in I feel like I just want to be able to explore all my creative talents. I feel like I like yeah, I like to do artistic stuff. I like to do DIYs. I like to write. I could. I don't want to say I'm an artist in terms of drawing, but I think I'm an artist in general. So I would like to explore that that side of myself and not have to worry about money. Uh, obviously, I would be married and have like three kids and have a beach house and just be financially free. Honestly. Okay. Um, it's funny that you said, you said it starts with your mind, like you'd want your mind to be free 
and all that good stuff free of anxiety and then you said and now in the real world and the real world is really made by what we think so you're on the right track period <laughs> uh, so i'm going to just ask you uh a series of questions uh okay so now we're going to jump into um some questions that your audience get to know you that to show your friends in real life kind of already know some of this stuff but um i want you to tell me about your life growing up uh like share your journey growing up where you lived all that all righty hmm let me start from the beginning the beginning 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 <laughs> Um, I was born in Kampala. Um, anyway, I was born in Kampala. Um, a rumor has it because me, first of all, I want to just say that I remember absolutely nothing. If I remember anything about my childhood, it's like two percent. I thought but... you, went to, you remember absolutely nothing about where you were born. <laughs> like that. <duh. laughs> I'm so dead. Um, anyways, I was born in Kampala, and then my dad passed away when I was one, and then my mom was obviously too young to take care of me, so then daughter's parents, aka my auntie, my father's sister, adopted me, and this is where the rumors come in, rumor has it that I was adopted at age four, obviously, I don't remember. Um, rumor from who? For my mom. Uh, okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I was adopted at four years old, and that's when I started living with Doris and them. Um. So, obviously, I lived with you guys. Okay, you know that, but let me just tell the listeners. I lived with Doris's family, my cousins, my auntie, uncle. You know the drill. From obviously when I was four up until when I was like thirteen. Yeah, I think I was 13, because that's when you guys left for the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's where... 14, eh? I think 13. Yeah. I don't know, girl. But probably 13. I think I have 13 mm-hmm. in my mind for a reason. I think, yeah, you were 13 about to turn 14 that April. Yep, that's it. Um. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, that's when hell broke loose for me in my life. Be- oh, almost in a terrible way, but obviously it's the family I had known I had known growing up. I obviously was calling mommy and daddy, mommy and daddy, and you guys were my siblings because that's the family that I knew. Um, and then you moved. Okay, yeah, so after you guys moved, I lived with an auntie of mine who's also my sister to my dad. And then I lived with her for a while. And then I eventually moved in with my our bigger sister, who was previously in the on the show. Um, I lived with her for yeah. <laughs> with Dalin was so fun. Like, I she just made sure I was fed and had where to sleep. Everything else was up to me. I would sit at home and watch movies, read books. Life was good. <laughs> Love it for you, teenager. Swear. <laughs> And, oh, she had internet at her home and she'd leave me with a computer. Boy, life was good. Anyway, um, yeah, so after living with Dalian, I guess 
I don't know, maybe, you know, the elders, they were probably concerned about the fact that I was living with my sister and not like an elder. So then I moved in with an uncle of mine. Um, and I lived with him from like when I was 16 up until I came to the U.S. So yeah, that's it. I've been around town. <laughs> been around the world and I, I, I. <laughs> you, you've done your fair share of moving. I'm always I'm curious because sometimes I'm just curious at how that has affected you and um the decisions that you make in your life. So how would you describe your relationship with each parental figure that has played a significant role in your life? So Maybe not all those people whose houses you passed in played a significant role, or if they did, how would you describe the relationship with each of those parental figures? Um, I'll start with the OGs, <laughs> mommy and daddy. I would say our relationship is like the typical parent and child relationship because that's who I grew up knowing as my parents, honestly, to this day. Yeah. Um, I guess like like you said sometimes you'd be wondering who i'm referring to when you ask me when you when you ask me different questions yeah um but for the most part this is who i be meaning like unless it's like necessary for the conversation we're having when i talk about my parents that's who i'm talking about um so yeah we just have a real child and parent relationship obviously they are like growing up with them i would say nature <laughs> nature worked a lot because growing up with them i picked up very many of their different like characters and personalities and yeah it's the same mother child i mean father and mother child relationship and yeah. then when we go on to my auntie who i lived with i really felt like she was an extension of parker like when I lived with her, we also lived with Kaka. So I really saw the similarities in their character. And honestly, she was, I could tell that she had a very soft spot for me. She was hella strict, but you could tell that, yeah, she had a very soft spot for me. And I feel like I was also, when I lived with her, I was in the middle of, like, Oh, what? I don't even know how to explain it, but I was struggling so much mentally, even if I didn't know what it was back then. Um, yeah, isn't that right after we had moved? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so it kind of was like difficult for the both of us, but obviously no hard feelings there. It's just that I could tell that she had a very soft spot for me and how is our, our relationship is still good now. I mean, we don't talk all the time, but you know, she's my G. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> Imagine she hears this and she hears me calling her her G. Cindy called I'm your G. Okay. <laughs> yes. Then after that, um, Darlene, like, Darlene is Darlene. That's my big C's. Fellow Aries. We were just perfect harmony. Life was good. <laughs> And then from Darlene, obviously, I uh, went on to my uncle. I would say they found me when I feel like I had started to heal and get over you guys leaving. But I also feel like they were my saving grace. Mm. Um, 
I feel like there was so much love there and because I was so closed off, like uh, ah <laughs> are those tears girl not on the boys <laughs> um yeah i was so closed off and when i started uh-huh. living with them you could see that they are trying to make me feel comfortable enough to open up like there are times when my dad would just ask me to get into the car with him so we could take a ride and just have a conversation oh <laughs> that's so sweet yeah and then he would take me on walk so we could talk and the thing that blew my mind so much is that we had to have dinner, breakfast and dinner at the dining as a family. And then from there, oh, why am I, is my voice sounding like that? <laughs> it crack. Teenage girl. Swear. And then from there, um, we'd always have dinner and breakfast together as a family. So that kind of created a bond because you can't hide forever. Like... <laughs> You can't try not yeah. to show your character forever if this is how this is the way you're living. And then after dinner, we always came together and prayed together every single night. So I feel like that kind of like allowed me to trust them more, open up more. And I feel like I'm really close with I'm really close to them. Um yeah, they are also my G's. <laughs> But for sure, I feel like the bond that I have with them is really strong. So I like how you said that your auntie had a soft spot for you. Mm. I, I feel like everyone has a soft spot for you, honestly, in the family. Like, True. I don't know who can really be mad at Cindy, annoying as she is. <laughs> <laughs> but like, really, everyone, everyone does have that soft spot for you. And I think even in your sometimes i wonder i often wonder about like what tom what tamwe would be going through your your head or your heart even after we moved and having to like find your footing at such a young age i always think about like man that must have been a really tough time but then i also think about how blessed you are to like god really had your back like i know it was tough Mm -hmm. but i think from the outside looking in and maybe it's wrong but it was there was shelter like god gave you shelter to different people and that's nice even god has a soft spot for you yeah <laughs> come on pastor um i know that you you might have already like touched on the different experiences that you like the different stages you were at in life while you were doing those transitions between those homes. But I wanted you to share um, if there were any challenges that you maybe experienced between those, those transitions and maybe even how you were able to overcome those real quick. You the relationship with you and your uncle is your dad's best friend it's just so it shows so much intentionality and mm-hmm. and, and it's it, like it's something you definitely took on because you're intentional even in your relationships in your friendships like you'll take time to let people express themselves i guess in point bearing souls and then mm-hmm. also like you want to hear like you pay attention to what people like and you then go out of your way to make sure that those people had like feel hard and you do it in action so kudos to uncle uncle best friend (laughs) (laughs) 
So anyway, any challenges that you faced while transitioning through the different homes and how did you overcome those? Um, first of all, thank you for my flowers. All also, the flowers. Thank you, I guess, for giving flowers to Uncle Best Friend. <laughs> um, my cha- I felt like, first of all, because I was dissociating, me, that was the theme of my life, I feel like I didn't know myself. But because I didn't know myself, the biggest challenge was having to adjust in every environment that I was in. Like, you know how they say... What's that? And I don't want to say love bombing, but you know how they be saying love bombing. The person just da- does and acts like the things you tell them you like. Like if I come and ask you, yes. hey, what, what's it, what you're looking for in a man, and then you tell me you're looking for a reliable, trustworthy, or a man that likes taking you to the movies, and then I will take you to the movies like a hundred times. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> that's exactly something I struggled with because I felt like I was just trying to be what they wanted me to be. Mm-hmm. Fitting. But yeah, exactly. But you also can't do that for so long. At the end of the day, your true character is going to come out. But I didn't know my true character. So I was just there. And I... <laughs> um, I feel like when I moved into Uncle Best Friend's home, that's when I actually started to evolve and learn myself and be like, oh, this... Maybe it's nature, maybe it's nature from the stories I had about my dad to like the different homes I've lived in. But yeah, I would just say that the biggest challenge was just having to adjust and morph kind of into the environment that I was living in at that time. Okay, um, question about Uncle Best Friend's home. Was that the first home where you were like the first born? Yeah. Is that why probably you felt like, okay, now I can't hide behind anyone else, so... Yeah, it's me to set the example. I think so. And oh, let me first tell you a story. <laughs> so, <laughs> when I lived at Uncle Best Friend's home, um, they we, they used to do these things on Sundays where it's like it's either every Sunday or every other Sunday we decide where we want to go for lunch or dinner. And, and it was me. It was always up to me to decide where we want to go. Like, <laughs> I don't know literally became my middle name because he was so used to me. Cindy, where, where, like, you guys to discuss where you want to go and have lunch and Bambi, the kids come to me, the, my younger siblings come to me and be like, oh, Cindy, we should go here. Cindy, what do you think? I'm like, you guys, I don't know. You tell me <laughs> and then I go and deliver the message. Like, now, again, I was trying to be the last born in this situation where they were kids. In reverse. <laughs> That's yeah. funny. You were supposed to be there. They wanted you to be the leader. I it's sometimes I see that in your relationship, like how you relate with him and how you relate with daddy. I'm like, you can see in one relationship, she's like firstborn brain, and then the other relationship, she's just like, I'm going to have a baby. Great. Okay, so do you think that you? develop different aspects of your personality um you've kind of already talked on how in the beginning you were just kind of blending in mm. probably not to cause problems just to not to be as lucky as possible but do you think there are different aspects of your personality that developed um while you are trying to fit into these different and diverse environments um, I think that a lot of like, maybe like, but let me just tell me what I think. 
<laughs> I think a lot of the development happens in childhood, which honestly I don't remember. But if we are going all the way back, from what I hear, like you just literally just said, I'm so much like my biological dad. So most of my personality, I guess, could come, could have come from there. But I also know that there are some things I picked up from living in different people's homes. For example, I feel like I'm going to be repeating myself, but don't worry about it. Don't worry, don't worry about it, sweetheart. <laughs> For example, like for mommy and daddy, I learned the importance of community, but that's not part of my personality. Let me take it back a little bit. Aside from learning the importance of community, personality from mommy and daddy i think just being able to love people for who they are and that doesn't mean i'm going to be taking bullshit yeah it's just accepting people for who they are until they show you otherwise benefit of doubt i think that mommy has that in her for sure like she'll ride with you until you show her that you're not able you're not like good enough to be road with (laughs) yeah um and then from auntie oh auntie big sis <laughs> um yeah that's where i also learned resilience like but i think the kind of resilience i learned there had a lot to do with separation so i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing i think being able to differentiate the two is important but like not separation in terms of not talking or Suppression of emotions, oh, like okay. I just have yeah. to push through. So yeah. it's either I'm going to, like I wouldn't deal with the emotions, I would just bottle it all up and just push through. So it's important to like put that to aside. You can still be resilient while processing your emotions. Yeah, yeah. Resilience requires both, in my opinion. Yep. Um, okay. And, and then lastly, from Uncle Bestie um my part of my personality i would also i think it's the same as mommy and daddy for real like i think he's the kind of person who he's a very smart person and i feel like a very good judge of character but i i want to say i'm a good judge of character but i ignore my intuition a lot because i like to give people benefits of doubt so Trying to keep quiet, but I'm like, oh. but you said you ignore your intuition, so yeah, I ignore my intuition a lot because I'd be trying to give benefits of doubt. Um, but I have it, I would say the biggest thing he has taught me is spirituality and God, and um, the motto of his life that he used to always keep telling me is that it's all about you. He used to be like, It's like UTL, it's all about you. <laughs> What's a dad joke? I, I swear. Which really just translates to me that it's my responsibility to take care of myself. No one is going to come and save me. But me. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it. How do you think... So, now, so, with all those different experiences of those different homes, how do you think that those experiences have shaped your view of what home is? Or like the kind of home that you would want to have for your family? Hmm. I want to first say that the whole experience of like moving from home to home 
instilled in me this kind of thing that I'm not afraid to start over. Mm. Like I could literally yes. go to India and still be cool. <laughs> yes. Um, Hard, but, but yep. As long as I'm talking to my sisters, we have WhatsApp. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could literally just move anywhere and start over and be okay. But um, how have they shaped my view of home? Ooh, first of all, from the beginning, mm-hmm. I feel like my home, I want to be in my ch- children's life, lives. So I know that I've learned so much in this experience, in this experience and I've been learned so much, like so, so much from the homes that I've lived in. But at the back of my mind, I always try to think, hmm, what would my, my life have turned out like if I grew up with my mom? Yeah. So I just want to give that to my kids. Like, I feel like that's why I'm taking long, <laughs> taking long to have kids. I know I'm 28 and it's I'm so relatively nice. young, me in my head. Malanga, you hear me? I'm telling you, I'm telling you. It's up to the audience to decide. <laughs> and you. <laughs> you still have time. <laughs> I surely do. Me in my head, I think I'm still young to have kids, but I think yeah. I'm also taking long because I want to be able to have my family and raise my children. Um, what? How do they shape my view of home? Honestly, I just feel like a home should. Oh, Uncle Bestie really did that. He he did his big one. Yeah, with shaping my view of what a home should look like. It we should always be like we should have at least one meal together things like that like bond every day have a moment of bonding either it's through prayer through jazz just sitting down and just kind of having conversations and being able to communicate also like he really poked poked me so much and trying to get info not information but like conversation out of me to get to know me to get to know how I was thinking, feeling, and I feel like that's important to do with your children. And most importantly, to live in a home that has two parents, like a two-parent household. Okay. I have um, a question that popped up in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me first ask this. How has it also shaped your understanding of family dynamics? Oh, I think I've answered you are saying home but family dynamics means like I might make, I, I might make this question a lot more deeper because when I think about your experience as an outsider looking in mm-hmm. and I don't know if you'll include this in the podcast but like for me I've seen different people who are not your biological parents love you as their own. And it has made me feel like when I do start a family of my own, I want to be able to provide that to children that don't have that. Not to say that my home will turn into Sanyu baby's home, but (laughs) if there's a child that needs a place that they can call home, that's safe where the love will be, you know, full and given freely and not given with any, you know, like, I want to be able to give that, whether that's to my best friend's child or to my sister's child. Like, I want my home to be that. And that's a very big part of what home means. So when I'm asking you, that's what I was 
wondering if you also had that view or if maybe for you your view now is because you mentioned now for you you want to have to be in your kids life yes so i'm 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 understanding that you want a of course a biological family of your own and you want that to go till the end mm. um so in terms of family dynamics i think i was trying to understand like how does that make you feel about other children maybe that might not have the opportunity opportunity <laughs> and is that anywhere in your definition of a home oh for sure i honestly have been very lucky to be dating someone who is looking forward to doing things like that like mm-hmm. he's really looking forward to taking people in providing for the like the less fortunate people that the people that may be less fortunate in both of our families yeah god forbid it happens but like if it happens he's really looking forward to supporting people in that way so because i was blessed enough to have this experience i also want to be able to extend my hand out and take care of different children but the most important part is that i want my kids to be in my home yeah you know what i yeah. mean yeah kind of like how we grew up yeah <laughs> yeah same <laughs> so that's so crazy nature versus nature um yeah. in all of this um you haven't gone over your relationship with your mom and i know that that's a relationship that you started to that you started to maybe build on later mm-hmm. in life so maybe that's still something that you're processing and working through currently um but is there anything that you would want to share about that relationship and how it's developing and what i guess what your hopes are for it yeah um Honestly, I, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I feel like I just started to be intentional about the relationship. I, I remember saying in therapy, since I'm in therapy now again, <laughs> talking to my therapist about that. And it's like, I was scared to open myself up because I didn't know what to expect, like, but you know there's no way you're going to find out unless you try and there's something that she said a few days ago or a week ago about a week ago about a week ago (laughs) about um how being vulnerable means that you have to be open to being hurt yeah so yeah that's what like i'm not just starting that now but it really rang a bell in my relationship with my mom because it's like i really want to have the relationship I am blessed by the fact that she's alive and, you know, able to also do her part in the relationship. Yeah. So I also want, I want to do the work and it requires me to be vulnerable and let her in and open up, which I can say hasn't been easy because I'm, an, I'm growing now and yeah. trust issues and all that, but it's going pretty well right now. Um, We have, we've really come a long way and... We talk a lot on the phone. We message at least every day. Well, at least every other day. But I feel like our relationship is on the road to just getting better and better. It can't be any... It can't go down from here. It's only going up. That's nice. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it's on the ropes. Yeah, ah, I think I think you're doing a good job. <laughs> I think you're doing good. I think you've grown so much emotionally and... 
allowing yourself to be vulnerable first with yourself and then other people mm. you've done a lot of growing in that area and as i have grown older i realize more and more how our parents were were people that were making the best with what they had and they really mm-hmm. did a great job like we're so lucky to have had people with good hearts and a good heart and just doing the best with what you have really can bring some good results so we yeah, have I mean. a good start <laughs> um but thank you so much for opening up and truly bearing your soul with your audience i've really asked you some questions i try to keep them not too nosy <laughs> i swear me i'm shocked i haven't cried we made it here and i haven't cried flowers uh, have you not done you very anyway so this was nice thank you do you want to say bye to your audience do you have a, le- a listener letter no i do not okay guys thank you so much for listening into another episode of bearing souls cindy will be back next week bye period bye guys let me know if you want to hear more of dodo she can just come on with her guest like it can be me and her and we interchange let us know Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> bye guys bye